Hey guys, just want to take a quick break to talk about Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, we use it here at Purple Octopus Red Sweater, and it's been awesome. Um, so yeah, let me just explain a couple things about Anchor. Um, they have the best tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, this is my first time editing a podcast, and Anchor has made it super easy for me to uh, edit. Um, while hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all platforms like Spotify, Apple, and uh, much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So head over to the App Store now and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you guys. Two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode two of Purple Octopus Red Sweater. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan, and my other co-host here is Wes. Wes, how's it going? Good, man. And a happy birthday to you, Evan. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I think... You had a lot of things that you want to talk about, so I'll let you uh, take the ship over. Uh, okay, well, just I just wrote down some points and uh, you know got some shit to talk about. One of the first things I saw the other day on social media was some guy. He said he put my bold prediction is that Sebastian Kosa is going to be a regular goal scorer in the NHL on empty nets. He might get five or ten over his career. I just feel like that. I think first off, I'd love it but I think that's an outrageous thing to put on any goaltender. Martin Broder scored three goals <laughs> and that's the most. And he's like the best fucking goaltender of all time. Like to say guys going to score 10. Yeah. Push. It, I did. See, yeah. I did see a couple people like quote tweet that I'm like, dude, what is this guy talking about? Like, that's like, it's like the oddest thing to have a take about. Like, I would understand if you're like, Oh, I think Zadina is going to like pot like 45 this year. Like that's yeah. not as crazy as a goal. He's going to score 10 in his career. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's just a weird thing to come up with. Like, oh, Kosa's going to score 10 goals in his career. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, bro. But uh, then another, uh, the the uh, not the same guy, but again on social media, I saw uh, just these four out uh, out hot takes that I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, yeah. one, one was uh, Zadina will put up 50-plus points. Okay. Uh... Which, uh, like, I don't know that he's there yet, but, oh, man, that'd be great if he is there. Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Like, he has to take a step this year, obviously. Yeah. Um, I heard on Twitter, too, a couple of people are saying, like, they'd be happy with 25 goals. I'd be happy with 25. I'd be thrilled with 30. Again, though, he's not going to get that many assists. Would he pencil him down for 12 to 15 assists? Yeah, I think 50 is a little bit too yeah. high there. I mean, that'd be fantastic, though. Well, if he's scoring 35 or for 30 goals, he's going to get a hell of a lot more than 10 fucking assists. I'll tell you that Yeah, much. fair enough. Uh, another one was, uh, which is one that I uh, I was talking to some people about today, uh, and I brought it up. I um, and then I saw this. It said uh, Dylan Larkin traded within the next two seasons. I could see that happening if Valeno and Rasmussen take the steps that they're they're hopefully take this year and next year. I just think that like uh, Dylan Larkin is not a guy you want to pay to be your third center. Okay, um, I guess I'll just do devil's advocate here. Let's say that Rasmussen and who else? Who do you say Rasmussen and who else? Valeno. If if those two guys make big steps, uh, there's no reason to trade Larkin, right? And well, yeah. Uh, and the only thing I could see is if Larkin wants fucking money, it's going to be like, sorry, bud, bye. Like he makes like six something now, six one, I think. But he's only got this year and next year left on that. So I mean, if he's now the third center, he's got to be looking at taking three million bucks. <laughs> right. 
But I, I don't think that Rasmussen's ever going to overtake Larkin. Like, I just don't see that happening. I, uh, I don't. I want it to happen more than anything. <laughs> really? I'm a huge Larkin guy. Maybe that's oh, I, I, I love. I love Larkin. I just want Rasmussen to complete this game and be like Eric Lindros. Like people say, he's supposed to be like. Yeah, I think body. he should be like. Yeah, big body with hands and speed. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I really love Dylan Larkin, and I don't want to see him traded unless we get a good return or unless he does fall to where he's a three center. I, I, yeah, I agree. I guess, like, counterpoint to my counterpoint, if Rasmussen and Joe Valeno do take steps forward, one of those three guys is not going to be willing to play a third-line center position, right? So at yeah. some point, you probably do trade that at one of those assets. Um, yep. Larkin's the oldest, which is – Weird to say he's like 25 right now. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, he's I, not going to want to be like a third-line center when he's 27 years old. <laughs> ex- yeah, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. But then again, he also may stick around because – and I hope he does because he's a Detroit guy. Yeah. Uh, so another one was Bertuzzi will lead the wings in scoring, which isn't going to happen because he's going to miss no. so many games this year. No, I, yeah, that's that's dumb. And then another one was uh, Morris Saito will win the Norris Trophy within three years. Uh, I I would give it like like... four or five because I don't know that he's a full-time player this year. Like, I I feel like, yeah, he probably is from what I've seen, from what everyone's saying about him. But, you know, it could just be a more – that he's not. Like, I watched the uh, the red and white game yesterday. um, Yeah. And, like, uh, I can't even remember – I think it was uh Mitchell Stevens walked all over Cider. Like he would just... again, Cider wasn't trying to bury him or kill him, right? So right. it's gonna be a lot different when Cider is able to hit guys, because obviously you're not gonna hit one of your own teammates then try to hurt him. So I mean Cider kind of let him walk in and I was like, What's that? And then I'm thinking, Okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and I guess like that three year range, well, next year he's gonna be a true, true rookie. He's never played on American Ice. Um, yeah, he played in Grand Rapids. Oh, true. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, he did play in Grand Rapids. But again, though, like he's going to be a true rookie in the NHL, and setting such a lofty expectation for a, what a you hope to be a defenseman too, a rookie defenseman that you hope to be a part of your core. Like you can't rush or have like crazy expectations. Um, I definitely see like five years, but again, not if he doesn't win a Norris in his entire career and has like a pro, you know a good career, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed if he's not good enough to be a fucking Norris Trophy winner. I'll tell you that much. You don't, you think so? <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, hoping he's still good, but I think it'd be a disappointment if he doesn't win a Norris Trophy at one point in his career with, with the hype that he has right now. And I mean, Fair. I don't want to put anything else on him, but nobody in the fucking organization is listening to us. So it doesn't I, really matter tr- what I say. True. I, I also, I guess I'm kind of like just battered because we've gone through so much shit hockey. We've never had anyone in the last five years come close to winning a major award. So I guess like just even thinking about Mo Sider, guy who's never played an NHL game, winning a Norris in 35 years just seems a little crazy to me. But that made me think of something. Who was the last Red Wing to win a major award? Uh, let's say Zetterberg or Datsuk. I mean, I'm going to guess a goalie. Won. No, it's got to be Datsuk, dude. Uh, Datsuk, he... won the, Datsuk won the offense uh, Selkie trophy, like, all the freaking time. What, when's the last time he won that? 2011, like, 10? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a goalie, though. No, man, we don't get goalie. Like, we've never won Vezinas. We, 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 uh, Osgood 
and Osgood and Vernon, I believe. And Osgood a couple times won the Jennings for the best save percentage, but I don't think that's a major. Okay, here we go. We can do this. I, just, I have the entire list of last Red Wings to win each major award. Oh, okay. Who's the last Red Wing to win the heart? What's your guess? Whoo! It's uh, it was in '94. Uh, he wore white skates at one point in his career. Oh, Fedorov. Okay. Yeah, Fatty. Uh, and then Lady Bing. This is you already said his name. This has got to be Datsuk. Yep. Yep. And then wow, the last Vesna. I would not have guessed this. It, yeah, I was totally wrong. It's Terry Sachuk in 1955. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't. Even, I've never heard of this guy's name before. The last Calder Ooh. winner was Roger or Roger. Sorry, Crozier. Roger Kreuzer, yeah, he was a goaltender. Oh shit! He, he was, was pro- he was probably the Wings' last best goaltender before Chris Osgood. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, last Art Ross Trophy winner for the Red Wings. Who do you think that is? Oh, buddy, I don't know. What? Give Gordy. me a year. Oh, Gordy Howe. Fuck yeah. 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 And then this is the most recent major award winner. It was the Norris. This one should be pretty easy. Lidstrom. Yeah. So that was 2011. Okay. Well, it was yeah. 20, it was 09, 10 when Datsuk last won the Selkie. Yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he won it three times from 08 to 2010. That's crazy. Yeah. The history of that award is like the Selkie or the Norris? <laughs> the Selkie. I feel like there's been oh. Datsuk. Bergeron, Kopitar. Yeah, Kopitar, Bergeron, Bergeron. <laughs> I think Taze won. Uh, then probably yeah. Bergeron, maybe Kopitar again. I'm pretty sure Ryan O'Reilly won it. Um, he might have snuck one in there. Barkov, the won, it, Barkov won it this past year. And right. Couturier, I believe, won it the year before. So, yeah, O'Reilly probably the year that they won the cup. And he also won the Conn Smythe, did he not? Yes, he did. Which was a good pick. I mean, that guy's a fucking unbelievable hockey player. That's what we should do for uh, episodes. Do some like Red Wings trivia. Yeah, I'm couple, down for couple that. Questions here and there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I'm gonna be so bad at like anything before 2000, like uh, before like 97. I'll be, I'll yeah. be useless. Um, yeah. What else you got? Uh, I got just a little, just to go around uh, some stuff around the league. Um, uh, I did have um, – I just found – I had this written down a couple days ago that the Oilers have an unvaxxed player, and it wasn't until today I found out that it's Josh Archibald because he's the only player that's not been in training camp. Okay. It says that he'll have to likely miss about 40 games. Like, dude, you can't be sitting out half a fucking year. But, I mean, Josh Archibald is probably mostly an AHL player, so I don't think that hurts the Oilers. It hurts us with right. Bertuzzi missing games like that. But a, a fourth liner or an AHL player is not going to upset you that much. Yeah, and I was also reading some stuff uh, like on the internet and Twitter today saying, like, there's always that one team in the league that has a surprising year, and God forbid it would be us, and we're in a playoff race down the stretch. We have a couple games in Canada in, uh, you know, later in the year. What if we're battling one of those teams for playoff points and Tyler Bertuzzi just can't play? Yeah, then I, if I'm fucking Steve Eisman, I walk in and I swing my dick and I say, you know who I am? Get a fucking jab right now. <laughs> that or you're getting fucking traded and we'll take a third for you. See you later. <laughs> Not actually, but you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, and then uh, Cole Caulfield uh, is listed as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. Um, he was also just named an assistant captain of the Montreal Can- – oh, no, sorry. 
they named not Caulfield. Um, so Gallagher stays as an assistant there because Weber uh, is out this year. So um, Tyler Toffoli and Nick Suzuki both got A's in Montreal. There you go. Oh, Suzuki. Wow. Um, yeah, Suzuki, a young guy. Uh, Toffoli is a good pick. I mean, he's been around a lot. He's, he's been a hell of a goal scorer the last couple of years. Tyler Tuck Foley. Yeah. Um, Alex Staylock, goalie for Edmonton. Um, it seems likely he won't play this season as he's being evaluated for a serious heart condition. So oh, best, of, best of luck to him. Yeah. Um, something I saw that I laughed at. Some some reporter asked uh, Brad Marchand. I don't know if you saw this, how long he wanted to keep playing. <laughs> and Marchand said, until they boot me out of the league, which could be tomorrow, knowing me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I, I, remember... I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, so I mean, obviously that guy's like pretty polarizing in the league, and for the longest time I hated him until I think it was like the 2017 or the 2018 All Star Game when it was in Florida. Yeah, and they did like those interviews with all the guys, and uh, I think there was like a toucan involved with Marshy or something. But he just seemed like such a great dude, and that's what I hate about watching player interviews because it, they can be like the you know nastiest guys on the ice, like Marshan is, and you watch them with an interview and they're just like awesome dudes You're like fuck how do i hate you now you know like if tom wilson came out tomorrow with an awesome interview on like chicklets or something i'd be like fuck i probably like this guy now <laughs> yeah um yeah the thing with martian is he's as agitating um as sean avery but he's also one of the better players in the league like no disrespect I know, I know. to avery i love sean avery but he he wasn't a great wasn't hockey player in the national no. hockey league I, dude, have you seen the NHL when they put out like the, those like Instagram like top ten players like per position? Yeah, I think they had Marchie at like seven for. Is he a left wing or right wing? Uh, right, I believe. I think they had seven for him on right wing. I thought that was a little high. It could be. I saw a list of left wingers or right wingers, whatever uh, Jonathan Huberdeau is, and Jonathan Huberdeau wasn't on it. And I'm thinking. How are you not thinking Huberdeau is one of the top – I think Huberdeau is a top 10 player in the fucking league. Forget about just that his yeah. position. I kind of think the NHL, like, sucks off, like, the big market players a little bit more than they do, like, smaller market guys. Example, yeah. Exhibit A, Florida. Yeah. Barkov, Huberdeau, fucking – Barkov so nasty. Oh, yeah. He's he's unbelievable. Oh, um, how about of, Sammy, wanted... Sa- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, did you watch the uh, Kraken's first game last night? Uh, I saw a little bit of it. I saw that fucking Riley Shahans, their first ever goal scorer. Yep. Oh, and yeah. the, la- the last <laughs> guy who ever scored a goal at Joe Lewis Arena. Oh, fuck. That's pretty cool. Yep. I like that. All right, sorry. Go ahead. I was front row for that game. What a beauty day. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Vatnin, who's the last couple of years has been one of the better defensemen yeah. around the league. He just signed in Switzerland. Yep. That What is that all about? I mean, he kind of fell off. I mean, he was fucking waived last year uh, by Anaheim. I so... guess you're getting waived by Anaheim as a defenseman. <laughs> you're probably not going to be. Yeah. Uh, how about Yarmir Yager? Seven games in the Czech top league. He's got five goals, three assists. How old is that guy? Like 75? 49, buddy. Oh, my God. He's like... I remember, like, when I was growing up, he was an older player. Like, he's still pumping. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And I think I just fucked that completely. Nope, I was right. Okay, sorry. Um, 
the other one I was looking at was uh, David Krejci, who was also killing it over in the Czech League. Yeah. Uh, he's got seven goals and an assist in six games. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's on it. And he's also a plus seven, where Yager's a minus one. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That's Is the game faster in the, in the check, though, than it is in... Well, the big ice, and there's not really the hitting, right? Yeah, fair enough. It's like the I DHL. Mean, just but, like... I mean, Krejci's one of the be- was one of the better players in the National Hockey League, so, of course, he's going to still be dominating in check. And, I mean, look how good Yager is. Yeah, the Czech League, no offense to those guys over there, but, you know, it's not the NHL, man. They're not playing against the talent that they got over here in North America. True. Um, so we're about 20 minutes now. I just want to say this now in case people are still listening. If you guys can uh, go check us out on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a review and a rating. That'd be great. Uh, if you like show us that, I'll like send you a pair of my panties or something if you want that. Um, I don't know that anybody but- wants that. And if somebody does want it, yeah, we got to stop doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah. People are just getting too weird. Yeah. Um, I did kind of want to talk about. Well, I was going to say, while you're at that, uh, let's drop them with, uh, to follow us on Instagram, Purple Octopus Red Sweater. And we're on Twitter at... Pores Podcast? Yeah, I believe that's what it is. P-O-R-S Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, I kind of like that abbreviation, but it sounds weird. But I think once uh, people realize like what it stands for, it's not going to be as weird. But definitely better than typing out Purple Octopus Red Sweater every goddamn time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if we get a good following on Twitter and Instagram too, guys, uh, I'd love to be doing some like, uh, you know, some kind of, kind of like giveaways, uh, you know, like oh, yeah. uh, fan uh, fan giveaways. Like, we'll we'll put a trivia question up or something, or uh, you know, name this player and uh, you know, uh, do some yeah, giveaways, give away some Red Wing stuff or something, and uh, you know, do something. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Uh, I know we talked about it last time uh, we did this podcast, but um, when when can we expect for the the A's to be given out on the sweaters? I would think opening night that they'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's I, I, what Eiserman said. Not till the season starts because nobody's on the team yet. Um, so I got to think. You know, opening night, we'll know. Like, you know, and I my picks right now would be Stall and Gagne. Yeah, no, I definitely, I don't, I definitely don't agree with or disagree with the stall thing. I can see it going to someone else, like a defenseman, another defenseman. I don't know though. Ronick. Because mm. I, I don't know. Going, I, I could see it going to Ronick. I'm so bad about like reading Red Wings Twitter and then just being like, yeah, that sounds about right, and then just like not dissecting it in my own brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I try to take everything and make my own out of it. Um, just another thing. Um, uh, Cider was leading all the team, the whole team at morning drills this morning. That's kind of exciting. That's dope. Uh, Bertuzzi had the day off. Blasio called it maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about a devil's prospect from Russia, Nikita Popagaev? I probably murdered that name. He's 22 years old. He's announced his retirement to pursue a career as a social media influencer. That's bold. Yeah, that's fucking bold. Uh, tonight, also, uh, just because I'm in Canada, I'll say this, uh, and uh, there's been a lot going on in Canadian politics and that with uh, Native Americans. Um, the Canucks will recognize National Day for Truth and Reconciliation with Natives tonight against the Calgary Flames, so good move by Vancouver. 
There you go. Um, I was going to ask you, because I was thinking about this a couple days ago. What's the, like, ratio of Red Wings fans to, like, Maple Leafs fans or other teams in Windsor? Oh, uh, there's a lot of Wings fans in Windsor. I would say it's mostly um, Toronto and Montreal. Over the Wings? Yeah. Wow. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's a lot, of, but like I, I, when I go over, like we always do. Me and my buddies that go over for games, uh, Red Wing games. We always take the tunnel bus from Windsor because you know you don't got to drink and drive, pay for parking. It costs like ten bucks, right? Um, and they pick you up after the game and bring you back home too. And uh, yeah, usually I'm uh, one of like maybe three guys packed on this bus, city bus of like sixty people wearing a fucking Red Wings jersey. Everybody's Toronto. Really? How far away is Toronto? Like an hour, right? Uh, four hours. Oh, is that far away? Yeah. Oh, shit. I had to study my Canadian geography. <laughs> uh, actually, a funny story, just because it brought that up. Uh, years and years ago, uh, not years and years, probably about five years ago, um, me and my buddies went. Toronto was in town, and uh, I was the only Wings fan in the group. Uh, my my one Wings, uh, one of my best friends, Colin, he bailed uh, kind of like last day or something. He had something going on, but um, – so we're there's like seven or eight of us, and they're all Leaf fans except me. And we and the Leafs ended up winning in a fucking shootout. I was pissed, but um, I was pretty. Uh, you know, I had a pop, a few pops. So, but we get back on the bus, and it's all Toronto fans, and I'm the only guy in a Wings jersey. And they're all just chanting "Let's go Leafs" or "Go Leafs, go." So I started chanting "Let's go Red Wings." One <laughs> one guy starts chanting "Let's go Red Wings" near the back of the bus, and I'm up near the front. And I'm like, oh, awesome. So this guy stands up and he's wearing a Wings jersey. And I'm like, I'm looking at him and he yells, Wes? And it's my cousin Chris, who I hadn't seen in like 10 years. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's just that's a awesome. story. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Because as an American, I don't really get to see the diehardness that you guys get to see in Canada around hockey, which sucks because it's the best sport on two feet. But, uh, What's the most miserable fan base? Like, like you just don't want to run in those assholes. Like when you're playing them, is it the Leafs? Yeah, yeah, it is, man. So how, is Montreal? No, Montreal fans are awesome, man. Like Montreal really? fans, yeah. Because I mean, Detroit and Montreal. Don't get me wrong; they're still original six. Uh, but they're not. There's not the Detroit Toronto rivalry involved in it. The you know the proximity rivalry. Um, and Montreal was never like, you know, Toronto also built up because Toronto and Detroit were both in the Western conference for all those years. Right. Yeah. And then Toronto moved to the East and, and now Detroit's finally in the East where they belong. But uh, I don't, I, yeah. Montreal fans are great, man. And, and I love Montreal fans and uh, I mean, I love all hockey fans, but uh, yeah, people from Montreal, they're just so easy to get along with, uh, not from Montreal, but fans. We're Toronto fans. It's, oh, we're the best. We're the best. It's like, really, guys, you're really not. Right. My, fa- my favorite argument to have with my Leaf fan friends is they always go, we've won more Stanley Cups. And I Two say, more. yeah, but you've never <laughs> seen one. I've seen my team win four yeah. in my lifetime. And they're always like, oh, that's just an excuse because we've won more. I don't give a fuck if Detroit won 100. If they never won one in my life, that would suck. Yeah, it's like the Yankees. Like, those fans are the worst because they've won 23 and they always say 23 rings. Yeah. Because the, the cup count for Toronto and Detroit is 13-11, right? Yeah, and Montreal is 24. 24, right. So, 
And I mean, and Toronto hasn't won one since there was only five other fucking teams to beat. <laughs> so brutal. So it, it's so funny though. And I will say that Austin Matthews is like one of my favorite players in the league. Oh, guys, I I'm want them. Oh yeah, he's awesome. I want one of the, I want those guys to get cups, obviously. But um, yeah, it is just so fucking funny Toronto, how. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first round thing is just, oh, it's priceless. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I, I do the same uh, thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, one quick thing. Like I, I do the same thing every year. Like they'll get hot, like thirty games in, and I'll toss like fifty bucks on them to win the cup. So ecstatic about it, and no <laughs> first round exit every time. Yeah, uh, when when Detroit lost the cup in '96 to the Devils, uh, I was about nine. But uh, my, one of my dad's best friends was our neighbor across the street, and he came over and he fucking wrote in like red sharpie all over the garage door. Uh, I wish I could remember what, or I, I wish I would have called my dad today and, and thought about this and asked him, but he wrote some like slanderous shit about the wings and like go devils in red Sharpie all over the door. And my dad had to go to work in the morning. So he wakes up, you know, my dad was leaving for work like 5 a.m. or something. So he's leaving for work and he sees the, the garage door <laughs> and then he's got to, you know, go to work and then come home and paint the fucking garage door. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was the other guy's a, was he a devil's fan? No, he was just a Leafs fan. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> no, guess, he, like, just, he was just a good friend of my dad's. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still good friends with his kids to this day. Uh, you know, they just, it was like, it, he was like an uncle to me growing up. Like, you know, the, so closeness that it was, it was hilarious. Like my dad, I don't even think was mad. He just started painting it and was laughing about it. And Yeah. Um, what's like your favorite wings memory ever that you can think of? Oh, like fight night at the Joe's in there with the, the brawl. Um, See, I said that to you and I got corrected for calling it fight night at the Joe. Why? What did I say? You said uh, like the brawl in hockey town or something. Oh, what, well, what yeah, the there's fight night in the Joe. There's the, the brawl in the motor city or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what I said, but yeah, it's generally known as yeah. Whatever I had said that first day, but I mean, some, People call it different things, whatever. I guess. Fighting with the Joe just sounds so cool, though. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go what, ahead. what the hell? I don't. I, now I'm gonna be pissed off because I can't remember what the hell I said that I told you <laughs> you were wrong about it. But I don't know if I said wrong. But no, I don't think I don't think you like explicitly <laughs> said that. It was just like I was like, oh shit, maybe I'm in the wrong here. I don't know. Yeah. Um. um uh, when they won, when they won the first cup, that was unbelievable in '96, '97. Like. I, I can just remember, like, I was 10, man. My dad let me stay up to watch those. Or oh. I was, I had just turned 11. Uh, you know, my dad would let me stay up and watch those. And, and it's, it's long way from where we were two years before that, when, uh, when the Devils beat Detroit. And, uh, I was, I was an eight year old kid crying on the floor, crying, screaming that I never, ever wanted to go to school again because everybody <laughs> was going to fucking laugh at me because the wings lost. <laughs> and then I remember looking back and like talking to my dad about it a few years back and being like, do you remember that? My dad's like, yeah, I remember you were crying on the floor for hours. You wouldn't go to school. <laughs> and then I thought, and then I said to my dad, I thought, said to think, you know, all those people that were laughing at me were just Toronto fans. What the fuck did they have to be fucking happy? Nothing. About? <laughs> Nothing. Here and I was the-, the Red Wings lost in the finals and I, my life's over. Toronto wasn't even making the playoffs. Fuck. Yeah. The best part is, is that, Essentially, a dynasty came after that, and probably what is known as the best, one of the best things of all time, came a couple of years later in 0102. So, like, 
there you go. I got in their face. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so those were good. Uh, I remember the the first game my dad ever brought me to. Um, we had just it was a I don't know if it was the first game, but it was we had just got Brendan Shanahan, and it was the Wings and Sharks, and my dad took me to this game, and I was like, oh my god! So it was the year that we won the cup because that's the year we got Shanahan, the ninety six ninety seven cup. Um, yeah, and. The fucking Red Wings blew the San Jose Sharks out of the water. I think it was seven to one was the final. Was that the their sh- first year? Oh, the Sharks. I think maybe their second or third. Might have been second year. Yeah. Uh, I think they actually came in like ninety three. Okay. Well, either way, go ahead. Sorry. Um, ninety one. They came in. So, um. Hmm. That I believe it was that morning because I remember like just sitting, uh, like looking through the newspaper at the time because the internet wasn't really a thing, <laughs> right? And uh, like looking at the, uh, the rosters for the game that night because they would post them in the Windsor paper because you know we're that close to Detroit. And I was looking at the rosters and like getting amped up and remembering people. And I just remember looking at the San Jose Sharks roster and Ed Belfour was on it, and I'm like. Ed Belfort doesn't play for the San Jose Sharks. So that, that morning they, they, I got him off. I don't want to say they got him off waivers. I want to say they traded for him. And, um, he sat on the bench. So he was in uniform that night with his Blackhawks helmet and his Blackhawks pads. And, Oh God. Uh, I hate that name. I can't even, he was, he ugh. was traded. He was traded from Chicago to San Jose for Alf Dolan, Michael Sikora and Chris Terreri and a 99 draft pick. But um, so he was on the bench and Wade Flaherty was in net for San Jose and Detroit was up like three, nothing. And everybody in the, in like 10 minutes into the game, I'm talking, they were up. It was like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, this is what happens at a real game. Like, did you score all the time? <laughs> and uh, everybody, everybody in the whole thing, I think there was one sharks fan there and he was on the tunnel bus with us. So he was a guy from Windsor or from Canada and he was he was wearing a jersey. He had a big flag on a flagpole. He had a hat on. He just was checked out in San Jose stuff. And he was the <laughs> only guy. And um, all the Red Wings fans, after the three goals, started chanting, Bell for Bell for. Oh, no. <laughs> and they didn't put him in. Shanahan goes, scores a hat trick. The only goal scorer for San Jose was Bob Airy that night, He who was a former Red Wing. And I think Detroit had just put him on waivers and he had just went to San Jose. But uh yeah, and I and I remember that. Uh so Shanahan it was a seven one final and Belfour sat on the bench the whole night while everybody chanted for him to come in the net. <laughs> That's awesome. And they I just think... let Wade they just let Wade Flaherty get lit up. We're talking about like the Canadian teams and we just touched on the ducks for a second. It reminded me that I I, I used to be a caddy back in the day. And I can't you for used Bob to be a what? A caddy, like a golf caddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, Bob Menry or Bob, Bob Menry, excuse me, Bob Murray was one of the guests that came through one day. The the Ducks GM. Uh, oh. I was on his bag, and that was the year that um, Rasmus Dahlin's draft was. And like we were just shooting the shit about like the draft picks. He's a pretty quiet guy, but he'd you know like elaborate on questions that you asked him. So I was picking his brain, and uh, at that time it seemed like Dahlin was going to be you know like the next. 
like Norris, like Victor like, Hedman, yeah, yeah, exactly. Every year, like, but then the he best. went to Buffalo. <laughs> it, it, yep, then he went to Buffalo. But um, yeah, Mr. Murray said that like this is like one of the best skaters he's seen as a defenseman, and he knew I was a Red Wings fan, so he was like referencing all these like stories he had about the Red Wings and stuff like that. Super cool moment, but um, again, no, it's like the hockey guy thing. I, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but like. He, yeah. He's so quiet, and then by like the sixth hole or something, they get fireball shots at him. He's opening up. He's he's yelling about his team and stuff like that. Like such a great dude. So yeah, that's my little Bob Bob Murray story. Love that guy. Yeah, I got a buddy that uh, played for Colorado, Ryan Wilson, and uh, he played in in Sarnia in the OHL, uh, and he was the captain. And uh, Stamkos was on his team, and then oh, yeah. you know Stamkos got drafted first overall, goes to the NHL, and. Um, Ryan later went to the NHL and uh, played for Colorado. And when they drafted, uh, I had asked him um, and it was just happened to be the, the 2011, the year that Landis Cog was drafted. And uh, I had said to him, he was home. I think just after the season had ended, I don't think they made the playoffs and he came home and, and uh, we were hanging out. And I said, who's the best hockey player that you've ever been on the ice with? Yeah. And he said, Landis Cog. Really? And I thought, really? I'm like, the guys played a year. Actually, I think Ryan got hurt, and it was just after training camp that he was home for some reason. But, um, and I was like, dude, the guy's like not even in the NHL. Like, and you played with Stamkos, and like you've been in the NHL playing on Colorado with good players. I'm like, I'll, I'll let you take another shot at that. And he just looked at me, and he was like, Gabriel Landeskog is the best thing I've ever seen on two skates. And I was like, wow, wow that's unbelievable. That's, that's pretty fucking cool. Well, speaking of the best thing on two skates, Connor McDavid, do you remember? Yeah. I think it was his draft was what, 2014, 2015? Uh, 15, I believe, yeah. So the two teams that were fighting basically towards the end of the season to get that first overall draft pick, or the best odds, I should say, it was Buffalo and Arizona, right? Or was it Buffalo and Edmonton? I think that was the one that Edmonton didn't like. Like all the other ones, I don't think they should have got. McDavid was the one that they were bad that year. Okay, so I think it was Buffalo, Arizona. Yeah, because they, Eichel they, went second. Right, so they, they played each other, like, at the very end of the year, maybe, like, game 79 of 82. And okay. and basically, the fan bases were just rooting for the other team because yeah. they wanted the least amount of points. And I, I think it was on Chicklets, and they were telling the story about how the, it might have been Biz. Like, he was in the arena or whatever it was, and he was like – whenever Buffalo scored, the Arizona fans were going nuts and like back and forth like that way. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's going to happen this year between the two of the same teams just to get Shane Wright. Fighting, fighting for Shane Wright, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like funny. that guy's I, – I, like I've seen him play uh, in, in the OHL and uh, he's unreal. But like I just can't stop thinking that like, man, I'd give that guy and two more first-round picks up for fucking Connor Bedard. You would give – wait, say it again? I, like, I would let Shane Wright and another first-round pick pass us by if we could get Connor fucking Bedard. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, Dude, this, honestly, or even Michkov. It's just like Bedard, man, and it's – I just don't want him to get drafted by, like, Buffalo. And, and it's just, like yeah. – uh, or and, you know, and he's, like, stuck where Eichel's stuck. And, you know, I, I know McDavid probably loves Edmonton, but you, you got to – the playoffs Connor mcdavid's like hey man come on i want out now like we're not putting anything around me Time to go i want to win yeah do you, th- do you think kenny you, know, you like don't want to be the best player of your this? time and 
handle Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah, he's well, he can... I don't think he's doing a great job. Not at all. Like the Tyson Berry and Cody Cece are best of Cody defensemen. C- Sorry, was it, wasn't Cody Cece like four by four and a half or something like that? <laughs> yeah, it's something, it was something nuts. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, they... I'm always rooting for Connor McDavid. You want to see greatness? At least I want to see greatness. Um, hopefully, they get oh, figured out sure, there but... for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what about two years from now? If like they get bounced again before, um, like conference finals, like do you think? Who Edmonton? David's gonna. Yeah, Edmonton. Do you think Connor McDavid? I, start... I think he's got to come. He's got to come and say, "Listen, man, I can't be here anymore." Like, yeah, it's just it's just how I look at it. Like, do you want to be on like that? He's already, uh, you know, seven going on year seven in the league. How long do you want to stick around when when a team isn't – okay, one, two, three. It is seven years. It'll be year seven. Yeah. Uh, Now when you're – if you get bounced this year now and then next year, now you're thinking, dude, I'm almost 10 years here and we can't even win a playoff series? Like, I got to go. I I want out. And I got to think he's got to want out before – like, if they don't do anything, he, he wants out before his contract's up. Right. Yeah. Which is 25, 26. And the good thing is Edmonton padded it that he's already made most of his money. The next couple of years on his contract, the last couple of years on his contract only pay him 11 and $10 million and then $10 million right. twice. So like they've already paid him the, the big ones, the 15, two, two times they paid him 15, then 14. He's making 13 this year, then 12, then 11, then two years of 10. So he'd be an easier trade to make at 10 million then he would be at 15 million. I mean, not that it's going to be easy because you're going to fucking pay the farm to get Connor McDavid. And speaking of paying the farm, I mean, but you won't, sorry, sorry, just to cut, uh, you won't pay the farm if he demands a trade because then you got to come and say, yeah, listen, this is your moment of weakness here, Kenny Holland. Right. Sorry, but go go ahead with your thought there. No. Yeah. Like paying the farm, like thinking about it, pretty far away from, you know, what it's going to be in three years, but a couple prospect pools that could pay for him probably include the Los Angeles Kings, the Ottawa Senators, and I would say the third fringe team would be the Detroit, the Detroit Red, Wings. Red Wings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I one more thing before we'll dive back into that, but I, I love the story. I'm sure you've heard it, but the how Wayne Gretzky almost ended up in Detroit instead of uh, Los Angeles? No, I've heard a lot that he, that um, there was a news reporter that put Gretzky traded to Toronto and it was an April fool's joke, but uh, no, I've never heard. I don't believe I've ever heard a story about Gretzky to so, Detroit. Yeah. You'll have to look it up like the full story. Cause I'm not going to pay any justice, but essentially he was almost set to sign with Detroit and his dad talked him out of it the night before. And they woke oh. up in the morning, whatever. Wayne thought about it and was like, "Okay, I, I think I'm ready to go to LA." And uh, but yeah, we should do a better job of like telling that story because it's on one of the uh, the docks, whether it's the Russian Five or like one of the other Red Wings docks. But um, yeah, whenever I hear that story, it's like, "Oh my fucking god!" But again, though, if if we got Gretzky, we probably wouldn't have had you know, the wealth of success that we had in the late 90s or early 2000s. 
Yeah, no, not if they would have started sending the farm. But well, the, there was two players and four draft picks involved. First round picks right. four years in a row. The two players mm-hmm. were Jimmy Carson, who was a Red Wing at one point, uh, and Martin Jelena, and and then also fifteen million dollars. Oh, I mean they did, but you you gave up four first round draft picks. So, oh, sorry, three first round draft picks, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, you know, we that, again, Detroit didn't draft that team they had in the 90s really from the first round. True. Um, I, I did find the article, so uh, the hockey writers did a pretty good job about this. I'll send this in the group chat or I'll send it to you, but um, I actually, I yeah, I found it, I brought it up on the uh, the hockey writers, yeah. So if you want to skim that for the answer, I was just kind of talk about the uh potential Connor mcdavid thing like if that were to happen obviously just speculation is kind of want to talk about but dude it could be that edmonton gives up the two best players of all time to the los angeles yeah. kings like that would be <laughs> kind of uh ironic and funny yeah <laughs> something something like that's what you want to call it but yeah it wouldn't be good yeah. for the oilers fans that's for sure no can you imagine <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like what I was saying, um, like, so the, one of the draft picks given up was, uh, in that Gretzky trade, uh, there was a first in 89, 91 and 93. So mm-hmm. then we would look at if we gave up a first round pick in 91, oh, sorry. Say 89, mm-hmm. 91, 93. Uh, not 92, 89, 89, 91, and 93. So every other um, Well, 89, our first-round pick was Mike Sillinger. Okay. I mean, you know, Detroit obviously could have lived without him. Then we took Bob Bugner in the second round that year, and then Lidstrom in the third, Fedorov in the fourth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Konstantinov in the 11th. Jesus Christ. And then in 91 – in the first round, we took Martin Lapointe, who you know he was he was good. He was on a couple of those Stanley Cup teams. Yeah. And in the second round, we took Jamie Pusher. And in the third round, we got Chris Osgood. There you go. And then in '93, our first round pick was Anders Ericsson, who was a key part of the trade to get Chris Chelios. Was he really? Uh, yeah, that trade was. Detroit gave up a first in 99 who had Chicago took Steve McCarthy and a first pick. Oh, and yeah. And around one pick in 2001 to Chicago for Chelios. Now don't forget though. That's at a time. Um, at that point, Anders Erickson's 24 years old. And Chris Chelios is like 39. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Chelly and Chris Chelios was 39 years old. So Chicago's going, Hey, we're getting a 24 year old for a guy that's about to retire. Well, Oh no, no, no. They know. Yeah. That he'd (laughs) play for, you know, 12 more fucking years and still be dominating. Yeah, exactly. Like dude, in, in Oh five, Oh six, Chelios had, Oh, uh, Oh, sorry. Okay. I was looking at the wrong thing. I mean, 39 points still though. Fuck. That's not bad for, you know, somebody that's in there 45 years old. No, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, anything else you got? Um, oh, I saw today that uh, uh, Austin Matthews, EA Sports, posted that Austin Matthews is a 92 overall in the new game. And yep. he put, he put, I'll take one up from last year. And then McKinnon commented on it and said, damn, they did you dirty. <laughs> yep. I saw that. That's pretty funny. Um, 92. I mean, I don't think that's wrong. No, he's one of the best 10 players in the league. So right. he, he's almost one of the best five, but I don't think he's not on my top five, but. I would uh, say, no, well, oh, sorry. Go Cause ahead. McDavid's like a 96. Oh, I don't probably. know. He should be like. I remember ah, Blades of Steel on PlayStation. Yarmir Yager was like 101 overall. Speed was like 110. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I saw um, Russia named their coach for the Olympics. Um, and it is, his name is Oleg Zornik. Zor- what, you know, Zornik? Oh, they're going to say Igor. His daughter is married to Artemi Panarin, so that's kind of cool. Panarin's See, father-in-law shocking. will be coaching him. W- will he though? Is Artemi gonna play? Oh, I think Panarin's dead. Why wouldn't Panarin play in the Olympics? The whole thing with him and the homeland. He's not in good terms with Putin. Yeah, that's right. I, I that's right. I kind of sure forgot about play. that. Yeah, I yeah. did forget about that. Uh, that he had to go back there because of some stuff and, you know, miss some time with the Rangers there. And well, it yeah, seems like that's true. It, it seems like uh, Panarin has morals. Uh, he doesn't yeah. take the card. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's yeah, he doesn't like drink Putin's Kool Aid. He doesn't have Panarin or uh, he doesn't have Panarin doesn't have Putin's credit card like uh, Ovechkin, Ovechkin does. Ovechkin and Malkin. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to follow, but I, I honestly thought that, like he would never even come close to the Olympic team ever again. But yo, yeah, probably not. Man, that was another thing I was talking to my dad about uh, the Ovechkin goal thing the other day, and my yeah. dad said, "Do I think like my dad asked me if I thought I he had it in him? Like I don't think he gets tired." Well, because like, like, he plays a up. pretty relaxed up. game. Yeah, but he really he throws his body around. He like does, but like, of, I thought he'd be done by 35 just because, and I'm talking when he was drafted because the way he viciously would throw his body around. But I looked it up in his 16 years, he's only missed 42 games, and only 24 of those were due to an injury. That's really fucking impressive. Yeah. He and he's thrown uh, over 3,000 hits while scoring 1.2 points per game. I want to see his hits in the last like five years. They got to be done exponentially because I'm my buddy's a huge Caps fan. Yeah, and this has like been his biggest thing about Ovechkin. He loves Ovechkin, obviously, but like his biggest thing is that he doesn't backcheck or forecheck at all anymore. Well, no, he he doesn't do it anymore. But he only did it for a few years. Like he didn't do it at all until they won the Stanley Cup. That was when uh, uh, Bruce Boudreaux finally came in and learned right. what defense was all about. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, um, it's been about 50 minutes. We want to cut it here. We'll get her chopped up and put out tonight. Yeah, yeah. Sounds All right, good. People. We cool. got four uh, games this week. Don't forget, everybody, four games. Wednesday we against have, Chicago. Yes. Uh, Thursday against yes. Buffalo. Saturday yes. against Columbus. And Sunday against Pittsburgh. 
I can't wait to beat the shit out of those fucking Blackhawks. I hope we do, man. I, <laughs> it's I in Chicago. So you better be careful what you say, bud. No, I've, I've been living here for a while. I'm used to this. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, my God. Especially when they when they beat us in game seven. Oh, that was, that was tough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck the Blackhawks, well, good talking. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Sounds good, man. Uh, have a good night. Take it easy. You as well. See you next time. See you, bud. One. All right. Welcome back. That was our interview with Kyle. Uh, Wes, how is it going with uh, construction in the house? Oh man, it's, it's a pain in my ass. Like they they like took all this insulation off the ceiling in my basement and shit, and then just like left it laying there. Like they expect me to pick it up. Nice. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> That's a nice touch. Just leave it there for you to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's a headache. Like it's gonna be great when it's done, but it's a headache. Yeah, there you go. Um, we have a ton of stuff to go over. Uh, you know, like league wide, Red Wings wise. Um, we'll probably get to the twenty three roster predictions. What we think, but a uh, ton of stuff like around the league. Kind of want to get to first. Um, this popped up probably the beginning of this week or something like that, Monday or Tuesday, the whole dress code thing. And there's kind of a push by the players to have like a loose dress code. And then uh, Arizona comes out and says that they're going to have a uh, like no dress code policy essentially. So um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I like it. Like, I think it should be, you know, not like fucking showing up in pajamas, but uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, let the players, and it's, it's true. It's all about, you know, marketing and they, they got to market themselves, you know, like, yeah, they make tons of money and they're okay for the rest of their lives, but you know, they live extravagantly and then the paycheck stops. You still got to market yourself. You got to make money, you know, so you have paychecks coming beyond hockey. But, and, you know, like you see in uh, basketball, like Kobe used to walk into the arena in like a throwback Jordan jersey. Wouldn't it be sweet to, you know, have like uh, Drew Doughty walking in in like an old, like purple and gold Gretzky jersey? Like, hell yeah. That, that, and my biggest thing, I totally agree. Like, there, some guys were were always going to wear suits. Like, Hank's always going to wear a suit. They're always would have worn a suit, I should say. But the biggest problem in NHL is marketing. They've had the problem forever where, they have these guys like Austin Matthews. They don't let them shine the way they should be. And especially with this new generation of hockey fans, you have to have some sort of color added to the game, um, you know, to grow it. And not letting them kind of shine like that definitely just kind of, I don't know, puts a pause on them. It's just kind of. Yeah, for sure. And and Matthews, yeah, Matthews is, and he's got to be the most marketable guy just because he has that weird, you know, vibing personality and he's always fucking hanging out with Beaver and shit. Like, right. Yeah. And and PK Subban too. PK Subban is a big, a big character. Like he should be marketed by the NHL better. He like, no, instead he's getting buried in fucking New Jersey. I mean, nothing against New Jersey, but like, yeah, he's getting buried on teams and, and he's such a marketable guy. Like he was amazing when he was in Montreal and then the coach traded him because uh, he didn't like that him and Carey Price were too good of friends. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, like, the whole thing, it's just, like, the whole, like, hockey world is, like, keep to yourself, you know, do it for the team, do it to the guy next to you, you know, don't make a scene, um, and I think that, you know, that's great, you know, that, that's what makes hockey hockey, but there comes a point where, like, I want to get to know Dylan Larkin, I want to get to know Tyler Pertuzzi, Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider, more than just, like, these, you know, quick little hits that, like, the Red Wings put out, like, 
no offense, that what, shit's boring. Yeah, and when it's just the same generic interview over and over, like, yeah, oh, like, yeah, <sighs> yeah, for sure. I want to, like, and especially nowadays in, in with the social media and everything being so big, and it's not, you know, um, like a crazy thriving to want to be that, like, you know, that, like, people who obsess over, like, Kardashians and stuff, like, crazy right. people who just want to be Kim Kardashian. It's just that... Like, I want to know about the guys because I want to feel closer. Like, you know, people are starting to realize that they're all, they're just humans like us, humans with extraordinary talent. But yeah, like, let's feel closer to them. Let them be going and doing whatever and posting shit on Instagram and stuff. Like you see with Matthew, you know, rolling up with like Biz and uh, Bieber at the UFC fight and shit. Like, Like, what a good look for the league and his team and himself that he shows up with one of the biggest stars. (laughs) literally on the planet yeah he's not the only guy that has those connections so like let that shit you know grow a little bit um yeah awesome i I think i also want to get into the nitty-gritty with uh the preseason kind of wrapping up uh next time uh we record an episode will be probably um the day before day after the first game against tampa um, but yeah, what are your kind of overall thoughts for the preseason? Any like specific standouts or uh, disappointments? Uh, I don't think like really disappointments at all, but I don't think I, you know, have super high expectations. So, like, you know, how get, how can we be disappointed as Red Wing fans right now? Like we have, they've done it to us. We've been through the ringer, but, um, yes, like, fuck man, most ciders on the fucking roster. Lucas Raymond's on the team. Like, uh, so what Nick, do we do? If, Nick Letty's what, what looking do we do if, great, and, and Bobby Ryan's got a fucking contract coming. He's got a like he's been on fucking real. He's... Yeah, what do we do if Lucas Raymond isn't on opening night roster? Do we riot? <laughs> I don't. I know he he can't. They can't. He can't. He can't not be on the team. Like he Eiserman, times... Eiserman's not that stupid. Yeah, it's true, and thank God it's his call, not Blash's call, because you know he wouldn't fucking be on that opening that roster if it was Blash's call. But um, yeah, there were many times, like watching all the preseason games, was like, oh my God, Lucas Raymond's the best player on the ice right now, and uh, he's got to be on the ice. There's no point to send him back down to Grand Rapids; like he, he's not going to develop there. He's already he'll be the best player in that league the second he steps on the ice. You know what I mean? So there's no point to have him there. Um, you touched on Mo as well. I, I was impressed by Mo. Um, I think I got a little um, overzealous with what I expected out of Mo. And yeah, maybe yeah, like you were yeah, you were expecting he was going to come in and fucking be Lindstrom the first fucking day of training camp. I see. I didn't expect like the whole like puck moving thing. Like that takes time. He's a great skater, so like he proved that in the preseason. But I did expect a little more physicality, and last night he was more physical. So uh, yeah, I think that comes with just you know getting some games in on him. You know, like yeah, he's been playing pro, but he hasn't been playing at the NHL with these guys, these big guys, these fast guys, and guys that know how to take hits and guys that hit. Like Cider's over. Like no offense, I I think he's a beast of a hitter. But I mean, he's over there running over little Swedish guys. Yeah, like, like five, that's not nine, even that's five, not even 11. a big yeah, and it's not even really like a checking league. Almost True. like, but you know, he comes over here and yeah, he was, you know, kind of off it, but yeah, you know, you get games in and you get to the speed of the g- game at the NHL level. And, uh, like my buddy, uh, Ryan Wilson, who played for Colorado, he told me like he knew how to cheat in the OHL 
And he and then he's like, and then I got to the NHL and I realized you can't fucking cheat. Can't here. cheat. <laughs> Connor McDavid, example A. Yeah. Well, Connor yeah. McDavid. I don't, I don't think McDavid cheats. He's just got it on like rookie. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing I want to talk about too. Uh, ESPN. I don't know how big it is. Like big of a deal it is in Canada to get the rights, but in America it's a huge deal. Oh yeah, I know people are losing their shit. Yeah, like, it's unreal. And I don't know the situation with, like, ESPN Plus in Canada, but, like, basically 90% of the games are going to be all in one place, which is, like, something we've never had before with the NHL. So, I mean, this is, like, a dream come true for Americans watching hockey. Um, what, what's the situation over there with ESPN Plus? Uh, it's not. We still have uh, NHL Live. Got it. Can you find, because, like, out of Because our games? Canadian rights are, uh, like, the Canadian NHL rights are owned by Sportsnet. So, uh, sport, uh, so, so sports that keeps NHL live on, like I pay, uh, like I don't have cable TV, but I pay like, uh, 15 bucks a month or something for uh sports net. And it's got like, you know, eight or nine sports channels. Right. And then, uh, and then I, during the NHL season, I just pay like an extra 10 bucks a month or something. And I, and then I get NHL live too, and I can watch all, all the games. That's good. Yeah. And there's, do you know who, uh, Butchergrass is? Yep. Yeah, so he's got a couple segments on ESPN, which is dope. Like, that guy's awesome for the game. Like, talk about growing the game. That's a guy who uh, just good for the sport. Also excited for the TNT broadcast in America with Biz and Gretzky. And, see, that's uh, that's what I'm so interested in. Like, I want to just see Biz and Gretzky just, like, flipping, you know, like, just chirping each other. Not, not like, really chirping because I don't think Gretzky – I mean, you know, not to say that he wouldn't be good at it, but I just want, he wouldn't be you good know, to Gretzky be talking and Biz just be like, what are you talking about? Just right. because Gretzky's the greatest and he's such a quiet, conservative guy, to just have the loud-ass Biz just coming at him. And I think I, that'll be awesome if they do something like that where, like, they're kind of just beaking each other. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be an interesting dynamic. Just be, Like you said, like, Gretzky is such, like, a – quiet guy but when he talks everyone listens and biz just like lets it fly he's like a character everyone wants to hear him talk too so that'll be awesome they kind of uh copied what tnt does for basketball and that broadcast well yeah and that's what they that's what i think they had to do and i think it it worked with uh that's why i think you know they got gretzky because he's such good friends with barkley and so they were like yeah okay let's let's do this like i think they need to get ronick on there is ronick on like he should be on there I I don't know. He might be doing like some sort of color. Maybe I'm not sure if he's on uh, that team, but he, yeah, yeah, definitely should be. Yeah, I wasn't even really paying like, like I knew Biz and Gretzky, and I think Rick Tockett's on TNT also. Yeah, that's right. Talks on there. And uh, um, Bab is Babcock's not on one of them, is he? I think Babcock was the latest NBC signing, but I mean that doesn't fucking matter anymore. Yeah. Okay, that's right. He was NBC. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. They're they're toasted now. What are you thinking? Wh- where's that? where's Eddie Oldchuck? What's he on? Eddie O is going to be doing color for. I want to say the TNT games. Yeah, then I think TNT's got a fucking better lineup. Yeah, right, and the whole like ESPN TNT dynamic is like what we touched on before, like growing the game and making it more marketable. Like this is going to be great for it. So. And TNT is going to be huge for that because TNT has all the basketball rights, and and to, for them to. They've never even dipped their toes in with hockey. To them to just sign this huge deal and take hockey and get such a panel that just replicates what they do on uh, on basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it's yeah, it's gonna be great. And like you said, yeah, it'll go back to you know being able to market the players better. Yeah, especially because Biz like knows these guys like on a personal level too. So like, hopefully, he has some good stories. I'm sure like they'll let him, uh, you know, get some like free flowing, you know, thoughts in there. So that'll be interesting. Um, keeping on the ESPN thing, uh, I have ESPN Plus, obviously, not a big deal. But uh, they did a power rankings today of the NHL teams. Uh, take a guess where they had the Red Wings at. Thirty fourth. Thirty fourth. Dude, a lot higher. Twenty nine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I really was thinking like last thirty first to thirty second, but twenty nine. The thing is, you can't be worse than Buffalo and Arizona right now. It's impossible. They're, those guys are OHL teams. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know if you listened to the Spit and Chicklets. Biz was like, "Can we just send them to the? Can we just send Buffalo to the ECHL this year and replace them with the University of Michigan?" Yeah. Well, actually, obviously, like, if you, do you think if you stuck Arizona in the AHL, they'd probably lose like one game, right? It wouldn't even be a contest. Oh yeah, no. Okay, uh, but like they're playing NHL players, so different story. I think they had Buffalo thirty-two, Arizona thirty-one, uh, thirty was Columbus or Anaheim, excuse me. Twenty-nine was us. Twenty-eight was Columbus. So, I mean, Columbus is that bad already? Like, fuck. They're really looking down on them. I don't think they're going to be that bad at all. I don't know. Like that division's a gauntlet that they're in, so maybe they. Well, be that I bad. think Arizona is going to get lucky because I think they're going to end up with fucking Bobrovsky, because Florida can't afford Bobrovsky with with uh, Knight coming along, and so where do you where nobody's going to take on that Bobrovsky contract? So he's going to go to salary dump the salary dump desert where everybody dumps their contracts. Yeah, Marion Hosa, uh, Pavel Dot, or yeah, Dotsu, just a longer Ponger. list of dead contracts. Yeah, Pronger too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine they would have had all those guys at one time. They might have won a cup. So if you go to like NHL twenty two and do like the uh, all time like teams, Arizona might be nasty. You know, if you had like Dotsu, Hosa, Pronger in their prime, Brett Hall, <laughs> Shane Doan, Brett Hall, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so. Two more things, two big things that we can get to. Um, we can do the rosters and then kind of like a division preview. We can start uh, with our, pre- our division and then uh, go from there if we want to. But what do you think? You want to do roster or like division breakdown, kind of like predictions for the playoffs? Yeah, let's do divisions. All right, cool. Let me pull these up real quick. Don't misspeak. Um, we can start in – yeah, start in the Atlantic. This one's not going to be too hard, I don't think. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Of, okay. Well, yeah, we'll start from the top, alphabetical order, uh, city-wise. So, Boston, what do you think? In or out? Oh, by in, in, in the playoffs, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're in. Boston's in the playoffs. Okay. Buffalo, obviously, out. We don't talk about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Detroit, not, not even close. No. Well, closer than Ottawa. Closer than Ottawa. Closer to Ottawa I, I don't, Flo, I think. Like, they're, Ottawa's not a better team than us. And especially no. with fucking Brady Kachuk not playing. Yeah, that'll be interesting, like, down the stretch, like, what's going to happen. Or I, I should say closer to uh, puck drop. But um, I don't know. Ottawa's one of those teams who's, like, really feisty. They're always, like, not – they don't get blown out as often as Detroit does. So maybe if they are getting better, then it'll be an even more feisty year. But I'm not going to even be sniffing the playoffs. Maybe they'll trade uh, Brady for fucking Eichel. That would be a fucking shit show. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Brady Kachuk would be fucking pissed. 
but he's off an entry level. He's off an entry level contract, so he doesn't have any like no for, no move protection. He just wouldn't but, play. He'd sit. But yeah, yeah, they'd have to work on him. But I mean, Eichel wouldn't want to go to fucking Ottawa. <laughs> I, I really do think Eichel's going to end up in New York or LA. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, he's. I mean, you gotta want to go there. You're a fucking young hot kid, fucking hot shot, fucking tons of fucking cash. <laughs> you want to be that, in the. You want to be in the big city in New York, or you want to be on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that. And if he goes to LA, Drew Doughty's retiring soon. He could be the captain there on a team who's fucking stacked in like 2024. Like they're gonna be so nasty. Yeah. So, I mean, same with the Rangers too. Like the Rangers aren't that far away from being contenders. So, I mean, either way you cut it, I think that one of those two cities is probably, uh, you know, like the best spot for them. Uh, next team, we got Florida. I think they could win the division. The Panthers. Uh, yeah. Them and, uh, like, the division. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Tampa – Florida, Boston, like fucking Toronto might not make the playoffs. <laughs> Charm- yeah, I, I totally agree. And honestly, <coughs> if I had to put money on who would win the division right now, I'm, I'm picking Florida. I just think that obviously Tampa is still like a world-class team, could three-peat. But coming off two cups, there's going to be a bit of a slow start there. Florida's fucking ready to go. They're nasty. Like, I, I think Florida could really win, win that division and come out of the league or finish the – you were like 100 and, I don't know, seven, eight points. Who? who? Florida? Yeah, the Panthers. Oh, I don't, I'm I don't, so high. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't think they're, I don't, I don't think they're better than Tampa. They're not better than Tampa. I don't think they're better than Tampa. Like, if they played a seven game series, I'm taking Tampa Bay. But, yeah, like, but I mean, pre- Tam- no, Tampa's going to win the division, though. We'll see, because I'm interested in that. I- I'm really high in Florida. Really fucking high in Florida. Yeah, Florida can't do anything, though. They got, they, they curse themselves. They signed fucking Jumbo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> now they're going to lose in the second round at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next team, Montreal. I think they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. Don't think they're going to make it. No, they're they're like I, I don't want to hate on Montreal because they're not a bad team and they showed it. But like we can hate on Montreal. They're uh, well, I, no, but I don't hate on Montreal, and I'm not saying I don't want to say they got a shitty team because I do think they have a good team. But uh, you're not that you're in a better fucking division this year than you were last year. Sorry for about your luck. Yeah, like a lot better of a division. Yeah, you're you're not playing Ottawa and Vancouver ten times. You're playing fucking all, Ta- you're playing Tampa and Florida now. True. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see how Nick Suzuki does. Like as the one C, that'll be really interesting. He could either put up like 80 points or like 40, and the season's just over before it even starts. Um, yeah. I don't know. I wish him the best. I like Suzuki a lot, but yeah, there's lie. definitely there's like work. Not that like you know they need to better players or anything, but there's work to be done in that. Where like yeah, you don't know what Nick Suzuki is right now. You don't know what Cole Caulfield is. Like I mean, pretty sure we know Cole Caulfield's a fucking golden child, but like you know we don't know because he's only played twelve games. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean those two guys you're kind of leaning a lot on those guys, but they are nasty. So. I do like Cole Caulfield a lot, though, too, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, Cole Caulfield. Thing... Oh, and then, you know what? Well, with, uh, with Price walking away, who knows how long Price is gone? And, I mean, Jake Allen's good, but you, sorry, man, you're not Carey Price. It's not Carey Price, and you showed – and obviously last year, like, showed, like, what Carey Price or that caliber of goalie can do for you in the playoffs. So, if they don't have that, then they're probably 
definitely not a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa next. They're not sniffing the playoffs. No. <laughs> no, man. Uh, like, and I like I can't just can't stand that Pierre Dorian keeps talking about how the rebuild's over. Like, mm-hmm. you forgot to pick Brady Kachuk up at school because he's not on your fucking team right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a huge yeah, the episode. rebuild's not over when your best fucking player, you're probably your next captain, it's sitting at home. Or, well, he's, I think he's in Ann Arbor still fucking working out with the Wolverines. Yeah, speaking of the Wolverines, Jesus Christ, they better run the tables this year. <sighs> I think they already are running the tables. They played uh, Bowling Green, just beat the wheels off of them. Like, that team is so nasty. It's it's crazy. Uh, like, it's stupid for any team or school uh, to have four of the top five draft picks. Yeah, it's, that, and that's, that's, and that's in any nuts. sport. That's in any sport. Imagine four fucking guys got drafted from Michigan to the NFL in the top five. Like, well, I, Like, Alabama football. Well, uh, yeah, Bama. That's the closest thing there is to it, though, and it's not even like relatively that close. Yeah, but so, yeah, I mean, just just that just that thing blows me away that four of the top five picks come off the same fucking team, <laughs> right? And then you think like, what what is Michigan doing, and what are the other teams doing? Like, they gotta just be like, oh man, Michigan tomorrow. Like, fuck this, I'm not going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Again, though, I could totally see Michigan like not even making the Frozen Four somehow. Oh my God! If they don't fucking win the every goddamn game in the season and sweep all through the playoffs and Frozen Four, then yeah, it's a joke. They need to, yeah, just kill it. Like, yeah, program over. Like, you got some of the best players. You got a majority of the best players in college hockey. You can't do that. But. uh yeah. yeah, well, and they got lucky with uh, Beneers, eh? Because Beneers had got was uh, on a full ride to Harvard, and then when the Ivy Leagues didn't play, he just decided, Snatched "Okay, him. I'm going over to Michigan." Yeah, it's huge for them. Holy shit! Um, oh, they rocked. Game, they rocked Bowling Green. I don't know if you'd said that seven to one. Seven to one. Yeah, I watched the highlights. It doesn't even look like they're playing like another college team. Was Bowling that Green's just was a, that just the first game of the season? It might have even been preseason. I'm not too sure, but it, that was on. Uh, Tuesday night, I think. But yeah, they steamrolled them. Yeah, yeah, they played in. Uh, they played tonight too. They played uh, Lake Superior. Oh Christ! It's gonna be like thirteen <laughs> zero. I fucking hope so. Oh, and they play Lake Superior tomorrow too. <laughs> well, they, it's got to be. It's got to be the start of the season when they're smacking on lakes. Like you know what I mean? They all, you always get the fucking the gimme the game at the beginning games. of the year. Yeah. So yeah. let them let them smack Lake Superior twice, and then we'll get rolling. They're ranked number one, right? There's no way. No, they're ranked three. What? Who's ahead of them? St. Cloud and uh, like North Dakota, maybe? I don't even know. Uh, I'm trying to look it up here. Also, trying to find the rankings is like a chore. NCAA hockey rankings. Minnesota State, St. Cloud State, and then Mish. I don't get how you can put – Oh, maybe because the rankings like just yeah, came out. Also, maybe because Minnesota State and St. Cloud State are both two and zero, and Michigan doesn't play their first game till today. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna watch that game actually. How do you like? Are they? I I can never find college hockey. You just find like a stream or something. Yeah, there's a great website. I'll send you it for uh, all all things hockey. 
Yeah, because I'd like to watch some of the Michigan games, but I mean, they're never on like fucking any real sports channels. Like, then that's where like play ESPN drops the ball. Like fucking start yeah. like when you, you got a whole weekend dedicated to college football. Go play, play fucking watch Michigan. Because in the states, you can watch the Minnesota State Championships on ESPN too. Yeah, whole, like, but you can't watch college hockey pretty much. Like exactly, yeah, which is wild. Um. Okay, back to the division. Got sidetracked there about Michigan hockey. Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tampa Bay's next. Like, obviously, they're going to be in probably close to the President's Trophy, I would imagine. Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, I just can't. They, like, what they lost in a huge third line, like, with Gord, uh, Johnson, Coleman, and Goudreau, but, like, those are guys that, no offense to them, they're replaceable. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, especially like the age with like he's basically going to Chicago to see yeah, another thing. Fuck Chicago first of all, but like why why would you <laughs> sign a thirty three year old Tyler Johnson who like barely was playing? Well, they didn't sign him; they got him as a salary dump. Uh, sure, uh, either way, but like I just don't get that. Whatever. Uh, I just hate Chicago. I mean, so Chicago much. had the cap room, and and Johnson still got hockey left in him. I mean, he looks pretty good in the in the game against Detroit. Against Detroit. And I mean, that's the only time I saw him in the preseason. But yeah, I mean, he looked. Yeah, I mean, other than yeah, he scored a goal, but he he was all like he was all over the place. Like he was five years younger than he actually is. Yeah, we'll see. I think he's going to play probably third line minutes for them too. So I don't know. Oh yeah, we'll see. Kirby Doc and and Taze and yeah yeah he's he's third line I mean that's what he was in Tampa too though so true on a better a way better team on an actual team yeah uh, and then Toronto uh, last team I think I mean I I have to put them in the playoffs just because they're just too talented up front to not I mean if they don't make the playoffs then I, I'm assuming Dubis is probably on the hot seat if not out. I don't know. How do you see that? I don't. I don't think Toronto makes playoffs. Really? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like they fucking they proved it last year, and that you know Montreal going through the weak division was a different story. Toronto, you got you should have fucking ran at everything. I don't think there's um, like I think there's there's eight teams in the Eastern Conference that are better than Toronto. That's fair. I don't know. Again, though, it's just like, I guess I'm kind of just on the side of they're so talented up front where it's like, how do you not score three goals a game? You know, like even that first line, if they put Marner with Matthews, it's going to be so nasty. And then the Tavares line too. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from because the defense is weak and they're always soft. So, I can You know, about, about two years ago, I bet one of my buddies $500 that the Red Wings will win the Stanley Cup before the Leafs. It's not that crazy right now. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Because I think our, the I think their their window's closing and um, Detroit's window's not even fucking open yet. Like, Eisenman just cracked it. <laughs> I mean, and that window's going to be fucking huge, too. Like, you know how he manages his teams. Like, it's... Well, yeah, and, the, and it's going to go on longer because, like, you know, he's not going to leave like he left Tampa. He's not going to ever leave fucking Detroit. I hope. And and they're never gonna fire him, like you know what I mean. He he has, I'm sure, complete fucking control of the team, and 
he's got to be he's got to be so close with the Illiches that they fucking let him do whatever the hell he wants. Like they trust him. Basically, saved the franchise (laughs) twice now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think um, yeah, it'll go on longer, and it's gonna come back to like three, four, five years from now. It's gonna be like everybody fucking hates the Red Wings again. Hey, um, to your point. The funny thing is that Detroit had one of the worst um, teams and, like, records in hockey history, and the fans were like, all right, Stevie, we love you, baby. Get it going for us. So, I mean. Well, yeah, that was it the whole time. Uh, my dad is a, uh, like, he, he was a Red Wing fan, but, uh, you know, living down in Florida for so long, I haven't seen the tickets. He's now a Lightning fan. And I was down there uh, for his birthday um, when Eisenman announced that he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was my dad's birthday, and I was fucking, mm. I was just sitting in his living room just laughing, and he pulled in the driveway, and I went out, and I went, happy birthday, Eisman left, and my dad's he's like, what, home, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, Eisman's going back to Detroit, and he's like, what the fuck are you smoking? And I'm like, he literally, my dad goes in, and he had ESPN on the TV, and he's like, and it's, uh, Eisman leave, uh, announces that he's stepping down, and my dad's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, so the funny thing is, that offseason, there was like rumblings that Eisenberg was coming home. And it was kind of like, oh, like, probably not. Like he, Oh, he's I, knew, I knew it immediately. I think I made, I think I tw- posted on Instagram that day a picture of Eisenberg in a Red Wing jersey waving. And I said, he's coming home. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy though. It, also, just like knowing that, no matter what happens, we're not led by like a Stan Bowman. We're led by a Steve Eisenman, a guy who's like not going to mortgage the future for like immediate success, like they're doing in Chicago. Like that just feels so good. And like this prospect pool that we're building is top three in the league. Like this team is going to be so nasty. And yeah, what yeah, were they ranked? I just saw the ranking. I think they were two actually. The ranking I saw their prospect pool was two. I think two is fair. I mean, LA probably has the best. And, Not and, by much, though. But I also saw a thing that had Cider ranked first over Byfield for top prospects. I, I'm assuming they're not considering Caulfield a prospect anymore. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's just guys that didn't play in the NHL is what that ranking was. See, I'm I'm really high on uh, Byfield, but. I don't. I understand that argument, but I'd probably still take Byfield number one just because he's he's so nasty, and like he's going to be taught by really good players that are still like in the league. So yeah. he doesn't have like that on their team. I mean, Nick Luddy is like still a good player. He, he is uh, like if Detroit would have won the uh, draft lottery, that's who I wanted. Was uh, was I wanted them to pick Byfield over Lafreniere? Yeah, because Byfield's a big fucking center. <laughs> yeah. Lafreniere's a winger, man. The wingers are a dime a dozen. <laughs> you get a fucking center that's a stud, uh, a whole different story. And that's our biggest problem right now is not having a center in the prospect pool that's coming up. So, I mean, yeah, that's not a bad take. Well, yeah. Who, have you ever heard of Joe Valeno? <laughs> True, though. I guess if you're, if you're saying he played an NHL game, he's not a prospect, technically. Well, yeah, okay. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. Then we he got Ber- a Berggren. Berggren's a center, is he not? Yeah, he can play wing though too. So he's well. Yeah, he can probably. I think him and Raymond just do whatever the hell they want in Sweden. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's the division. Do you want to go through the twenty-three man roster real quick? Yeah, sure do. Let's... Um, I mean, 
you pretty much know a lot of the guys are going to make it. Uh, I mean, the first line I'd like to see, I'm actually looking at daily face off. I, I agree with like the lines that they have for the most part. First line they have right now is Bertuzzi, Larks, and Sedina. I think that's pretty unanimous. Agreed? Uh, yeah. Second line they have uh, Pia Suter at, centered, at center. Uh, and then they have Fabry and, and, and Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, on the wings. Um, yeah, I, mean, I could see – I could see um, – uh, Bertuzzi playing with Fabri and, and Suter also because they were so good together in the OHL. I yeah, mean, the why, you know, why not just fucking give it a try? Um, they obviously have chemistry. And I mean, when you're that talented, you know, that it doesn't just go away. And like, you know, even like what Kyle said earlier, uh, you know, when we were talking to him, like the camaraderie and everything, the brotherhood's still there. There's, you know, they're still best friends like they were six years ago in Guelph. Right. I also liked how. Suter was playing on the crease in the offensive zone. That looked nice. Um, that's, like, the only thing why I think they'll split up Suter and Bertuzzi. Like, if Pia Suter can play down low, there's no need to play Bertuzzi on the same line. Again, though, the Guelph connection, like you said, is there. Definitely now, is, is Valeno is not on the fucking team? They don't have him on this uh, roster chart right now, but, like, he's got to make the team, right? I mean, you would think, unless they just don't want him playing fucking fourth line. But that means that Mitchell Stevens and Giovanni Smith. I don't think not... Giovanni Smith makes the team. Yeah, so you can just sub out him for Giovanni Bob, already. Bob Ryan. Well, but Bob oh. Ryan's got to be in there too. So like, I don't think Smith and or Stevens should be. But then I get when you look at it, yeah, maybe they, uh, maybe they do want. Valeno playing fucking top dog minutes in the American League. How about this for a take? Let me know what you think about this. Vlad Domestikov did not earn a spot this preseason. I love him. I love Domestikov. Fuck you. <laughs> See, like, I, I don't know. Do you think that he is one of 12 or 11 best forwards on Detroit's roster? Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, so if that's the case, then that, that means you sacrifice – one of the guys we just talked about then. Smith and Stevens. I think they're both gone. Both cut. So then you add, you can you can replace two guys. You add Valeno and Ryan. And Ryan. Okay, that's it then. So that would be the that would be the, the twelve. Yeah, I mean that's what mine would look like. And I think what they got on defense obviously is is spot on, like the Kaiser, Ronick, Letty, Sider, Stahl, and Stetcher. But so what do you think about the forwards? What 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 do you have to that different than what I had? No, I agree with that you said. You get rid of Smith and Stevens, uh, which breaks my heart because I love Giovanni Smith. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but uh, you're guys. just – he's just – he's still just not there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean – I mean, I think at this point he's just a fucking fourth-line grinder. But, uh, yeah, he's, and he, you know what? He probably gets lost on waivers. Yeah, I wonder where he'll – he's going to get picked up too. Like, he's – he can make an impact somewhere. Yeah, on a fourth line, maybe like Philly or something. I don't know. Man, Man Philly, Philly's gonna have a fucking team this year. I can't wait. See, that's also one thing that a lot of people say that Philly wanted to make the playoffs. Also, that division's a gauntlet too. I think Philly's better than Toronto is. Do you think so? Yeah, Philly's probably better than Washington. 
Philly 100%. might be better than Pittsburgh, depending way better. Depending how uh, you know how many games Malkin, Crosby, and Jeff Carter all play. Because if you miss those guys, Pittsburgh's fucking cooked. Yeah. Also, um, but yeah, but but I think Philly's better than Pittsburgh already. But again, then you know, but if Crosby fucking scores a hundred points or something, which he's not going to do, but if he does, then yeah, then Pittsburgh's probably a better team. Yeah, Crosby's going to miss like at least two to three weeks. I mean, that team's going to start off really slow. Malkin's obviously going to be out longer. Um, talk about a team who's fucked for the future is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like they are really fucked. Crosby to Colorado, trade them. I, I mean, yeah. That would be awesome to play with Mac. Like obviously, those guys have a huge connection together. That'd be an, that'd be an instant Stanley Cup if Colorado could grab uh, could grab Crosby. Be like, what oh, you, okay. where would you slot Crosby on that team? Third line. Uh, no, he's in second line. You just push someone down. I don't know who their second C is right now. Yeah, I don't know who it is either. But yeah, I just fucking give him a shove. Fuck you. Get to the back of the line. Sure, it's Sidney Crosby. Yeah, you're right. Um, defense, though, yeah, we touched on that. Like, that looks like it's... Oh, it's Kadri. Oh, yeah. Kadri's their second-line center. So, Kadri, you're... Yeah, no, you're a third-liner, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I like Kadri. I like him, but he's not over Crosby. True. Especially in the playoffs, too. Like, Sidney Crosby, obviously, is just dynamite in the playoffs. Uh, Defense-wise, though, yeah, it looks like it's pretty set in stone to Kaiser, Hronik... Letty Mo can't wait for that that pairing, and then Mark Stahl, Troy Stetcher, just to hold it down there in the third pairing. Um, oh, God damn, dude. See, the thing is, I've never root for injuries, especially on our own team. But having Verona out does open a lot of windows, especially the Shane Wright window, and you know, opened a spot for <laughs> Joe Valeno or you know, name another player. So. Yeah, my, I was talking with my buddy last night, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, Connor Bedard. I'm like, no, this year's Shane Wright. He's like, well, then they do good this year, and they tank next year. I'm like, well, I don't think that happens. <laughs> no, be no, worse no, in no, two no. Years. Uh, as yeah, soon as like just... Stevie, yeah, as soon as Stevie smells blood, we're gonna be fighting for a cup. Like, if you win Shane Wright this year, I think that we become Theodore and the rebuilds off. I've been saying that for. Well, yeah, Since, when you get that talent, the same thing in Toronto. Toronto was in a rebuild, and then they got Austin Matthews. Oh, it's over. Right. <laughs> and but like, until Mitch Pierre Martin. Dorian comes out with, like, uh, nothing against Tim Stutzel, but, yeah, like, that. And, I mean, that was not the strongest draft class as of right now, you know, to say any of them, like, but, you know, yeah, that's not that wasn't your prize, like, an Austin Matthews or a Connor McDavid is. Right, but... Yeah, Shane Wright is. And then, yeah, the thing is, though, like, I, I'm not going to be too upset if we don't win the Shane Wright year and we get pushed back one more year. The thing is, though, if we get pushed back one more year and we don't get Shane Wright, there's no chance in hell that we're going to be that level playoff team to get Michkov or Bedard. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But fucking, could, by then, Koso will probably already be our starter. Yeah, and like Lucas Rim and all like those guys, Berger and hopefully we'll be cracking the, the roster. Like we'll be we'll be good enough where we we're still gonna need those guys, but we can find other ways around it, like free agency. Why not? Yeah, you know what I'm really excited for? What's that? For Canada to bury the Americans in the Olympics. 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to see the Canadian forward group against the American defensive group, and that'll be a battle. I, I do think that Canada is I, – I think it not... sucks that Jack Eichel is going to miss the Olympics. Like, that – and that fucking hurts the Americans, too. Like Big time. Shoot. And, that, and that's obviously what they wanted to play on with Canada and the U.S., Eichel versus McDavid, you know, who's – and now Matthews fucking Eichel's – Yeah. Matthews versus Kane. Or, or, I'm sorry. Uh, Matthews, Matthews versus Kane. Martin, yeah, and like maybe Matthews versus Marner, and yeah, there you go. Because I think um, Marner's, I think Marner's on the Canadian Olympic team. Yeah, speaking of uh, Olympics, the problem is I don't know who the fuck the goalies is gonna be for Canada, and the U.S. has fucking you guys got Hellebuck and Gibson, they're two of the best in the fucking league. True, and Terry Price is now out for the Canadians, so I guess yeah, we'll see. and I mean I think it's probably like. You know, Flurry, maybe Flurry and Jordan Bennington or something for Canada. Well, yeah, that was one of their three that they named was um, Kane for the Americans and then Flurry for the Canadians. So you got to imagine that he's going to be the starter. No, they didn't name Flurry to the Canadian team. I thought they did. No, they named uh, McKinnon or uh, McDavid, McKinnon, and Crosby. Who was or the no, other? McDavid, Petrangelo, and Crosby. Who was the other Blackhawk that was named? Is there... Oh, Seth Jones to the American team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, okay. But uh, – Man, Canada's, think... Canada's defense is stupid, though. Like, Shea Theodore, Petrangelo, Cal McCarr, Dougie Hamilton, Aaron Ekblad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to imagine that's probably going to be – I haven't looked at the groupings. Are the groupings even out yet? Uh, I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see who gets Russia because that's obviously going to be an issue. But also Finland and Sweden look nice too. So, but yeah, Germany could is... sneak in there. Uh, they, they they you notice like I, I thought it was awesome Cider getting named, and then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, who else do they have? Do they even have another player in the NHL besides Drysaitel and Moritz? And Moritz isn't even in the NHL yet. True. I'm going to look up there. Um, team real quick, but yeah, anything else you want to get to real quick? No, not really. I think we've been on for a little bit of time. I mean, not that it's bad, but uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm good. Yeah, we, we can wrap up. I think we got everything out of the way, uh, unless there's more stuff you want to talk about, but no, nah, pretty much got to it all. Cool, yeah, all right. right. Well, I'll get this poked out, which should be up and live by Friday night. So, thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you guys soon. Have a good weekend, Canada. Happy Thanksgiving. There you go. Cheers.